I'd just like a mini reading. It's quite an honor to talk to you again. Thank you so much. All right, well, Andre, thank you. It's, uh, it's very enlightening. That's true, and I, and I know better. Yeah, you're right. My, my own guys have been telling me now you're talking about it. Thank you very much. Well, welcome to the Open Mind Entertainment Network. What an interesting start to the year. We've had almost a potential war starting. We've had weather changes, horrific fires across Australia, to name but a few. There's a massive shift in energy. Whether you're psychic or whether you believe in astrology or the things that I do, then, you know, you have a choice. But you cannot ignore some of the incredible things, strange, wacky, and some scary things that are happening right now right this moment and right this second. My name is Andre. I'm a practitioner of frequency energy medicine. I'm also medium and intuitive. And I spend my time working with people to help them find the power within, to help assist them to heal themselves. I have a, a multilateral role in the sense that I cross all the boundaries that seem weird or strange. I believe in things that go bump in the night. I believe in angels. I believe in God. I believe in the power of the human spirit. I believe in intuition. I believe in mediumship and that we do pass over to the other side. For many people that are skeptics that don't have those beliefs, then that is their choice. And I hope they're quite happy. But for me, I have seen such incredible things and changes. And I've seen such differences in people over the years. And I've seen people heal from the impossible. That I really believe there's a lot more out there than what we're being told. I also believe there's a lot more power inside a person than they realize. And once you tap into that resource, you can do incredible things. So why are we somewhat being restricted from using our own power? Why are we not being told more about the secrets that live inside of us? Why are we not sharing more of this information? Why are we not opening ourselves up to be more creative? Unfortunately, it doesn't always make a profit. It's one of those things that when you're a special person, someone who is empathetic and feels things and sees things, you're often seen as cursed. Oh, you've got too much empathy. Oh, you're too sensitive. Oh, you're seeing too much. You know too much. The fact is, it is one of the greatest gifts that you could be given. The ability to have intuition, to see, to sense, to feel, to know to communicate with animals and plants, to feel the dolphins in the ocean, to notice things that other people miss. It is truly an incredible gift, but it will make you a little bit odd. You will know things that other people couldn't possibly know. And in the world of frequency energy medicine that I live in, where we believe that every single thing around us puts off a frequency of energy, we have started to notice something very peculiar. That is that the energy of the world is, well, becoming weaker. People are starting to, how can I say, lose their intuitive edge, get lost in the moment. More time in front of their iPhones, more time driving, more time stimulated by other means, but not getting out into nature or hiking or exploring the beauty that's around them. But it doesn't matter how hardened you've become, how empty a soul you are, when you stand by the ocean, you feel something. When you stand next to a horse and you put your hand on the shoulder of a horse and the horse turns to look at you, you feel something. When a dog or a cat climbs onto your lap, 
you feel something. And whether you like it or not, when somebody's in pain or somebody's scared or somebody's suffering, is no matter how hard you try to ignore it, you do feel something. But we're feeling less and less. And in this world of attraction, where energy plays a part in what you see, what you feel and what you do, what happens if you lose that ability to see well past your problems? What would happen if everybody became less intuitive, less creative, less sensitive, less, less empathetic? It would be quite an interesting world, wouldn't it? We'd all be quite happy because we wouldn't really care about anybody else but probably ourselves. We wouldn't need to feel or worry about that person starving on the street. We just wouldn't care. And that means that somebody wouldn't care about you either. And if you fall down in the street, people would step over you. If you don't look so good, if you're aging or if you're infirm and you're trying to cross the road, the traffic probably wouldn't even stop. If you're somebody with a mild handicap or is different, you'd be ignored. The world, I'm afraid, is becoming somewhat colder. Or is it? Is it possible in 2020 there's a new purple flame that is burning away, that the indigo child, that the, the young adults that are now growing up are more perceptive and more powerful than ever before? Is it possible that people that have had intuition, it's been switched off over the years, are suddenly finding their intuition awakening, getting out of relationships and problems and jobs and places that hold them back, and suddenly adventuring out and exploring this whole new world of empathy, sensitivity, intuition, love and caring? Is it possible that all of a sudden people are putting down their phones more? That they're having something that is kind of a weird thing. You might have heard of it. It's called a conversation. That people are not just shouting at each other because we don't agree with your politics or the way you see the world, but we're actually opening up a little bit more to listen to what you have to say. Are there less boxes? Where one person's this person and that person's that person, unless you're a member of that club, you can't possibly be that person feel sorry for me, hate me, love me, to a mishmash of all of us being, well, kind of friends again. doesn't matter what country you come from, what colour you are, what belief systems, even what music or politics you follow, you're actually a person. God forbid we'd love each other for our indifferences and strange, weird habits. But I'm afraid it's happening. Amongst the young Z generation and millennials, they are actually pioneering something completely new. It's called no judgment. It's really turned their back on things that have been for the last couple of years controlling our lives, telling us what to do, how to think, how the media controls this in so many ways. And they're actually using their, well, own feelings. Could you imagine somebody actually, rather than being told how to feel, are actually feeling for themselves? They're not using drugs, they're not using alcohol, they're not using stimulants in any way, other than the fact that they will laugh and joke and maybe have a little glass of wine, but more about the experience of being with a person and having a real conversation. In this world of attraction, if you create misery within yourself, if you feel useless, if you feel hopeless, if you feel lost, if you feel unmotivated, you pretty much give out that signal. And what you do is like attracts like, and you attract those things into your life. 
If you feel guilty, if you feel as though it's all your fault, if you feel responsible, if you feel any of those things, then you're attaching yourself to something, to somebody else's responsibility normally, where you, I could have been a better parent, I could have been a better mom, I could have been a better dad, I could have been a better friend, a better son, I could have been... You did the best you could. And yes, you might have been a bit of a jackass, and you might have made mistakes. But why should you take all the responsibility? And why should you try to fix things? You know, karma is an interesting thing. And all those people that have wronged you, all those people that have hurt you, the more you hate them, the more they control your life. Because even it may, maybe it was 20 or 30 years ago, but you're still feeling angry about it, you're giving them the power. As soon as you let go of that, karma steps in. I believe that when we're angry with somebody, when we're controlling with somebody, we actually stop karma from doing its job. You see, karma sits on the sidelines and waits until we've finished, and then it steps in and it cleans up the mess. And karma sucks. If anybody's ever, ever experienced a bit of karma, I know I have, it is quite the painful thing. It comes out of left field and hits you really hard, and you're reminded that you were once an idiot and now you're paying the price for it. And depending on how big your karma is, is how big it kicks you in the booty. But I wouldn't worry too much about those horrible people that have lied to you, deceived you, let you down, abandoned you. Let them go off and do their things. You're probably better off without them. So what about in the law of attraction? How do you attract good energy? How do you really live that dream? I'm often asked by other practitioners and intu in intuitives, Andre, you are the last resort. You deal with the worst possible cases. People send people to you that nobody else wants to touch. You see, they send people from hospitals, they send people from psychiatric wards, and they send them from worse than that, they send people that are former politicians. And let me tell you, they're pretty screwed up. My role is not to judge a person when they get in front of me. It's not to allow them to judge themselves, but to find the magic that lives inside. For even in the darkest corner of a person's soul, a small light will shine. And as they say, the smallest candle will light at the darkest corner. If you can find a spark of light in somebody or something, it all of a sudden, everything seems brighter. If you're having a tough, miserable day, and you think about something that makes you laugh, or a great vacation you had, or something beautiful, that little bit of light can permeate through every cell in your body. Relating to that moment. People think of memories of being a bit like shadows. I don't think memories are shadows. I think they're real. I think when we think about something in the past, we actually time travel back to that place. I believe that memories and dreams and thoughts are tangible. And the reason I believe that is over the years as a healer, I have taken people back in time through past life regression quite often and heal them of things that happened many years ago, even before they were born in some cases. So a thought, a word, a suggestion may have a lot more solidity and a lot more power than you could ever realize. Is it possible, in my little rant here, that in a way, what we put out, we get back? Is it possible that some of the things that you are doing and saying, and, oh God, this is a hard day, I wish I was dead, I can't, I just cannot get this, I can't do this, I always fail. Are you actually creating that? Are you cementing it in so tightly? 
What would happen in this year if you reversed every negative thought and every possibility and you spun it around and every time something that was dark came in, you shot, you got your flashlight out and shone it firmly in the eyes of the darkness? In other words, you took something that is about to turn negative and you turn it around. I believe that energy is so powerful right now that if it's given the chance to manifest, it will do incredible things. There are more people than ever before that are looking for a spiritual path. I have never in my career, over 20 some odd years, have seen so many people pursuing what I call real spirituality. But I wonder, where are you right now? Where do you sit? Is your life as real as you'd like it to be? What is your frequency? In the world of Celtic times, when the world was simpler, when man was close to the earth, there was a time when the stones, the trees, the plants, even the seasons had a real meaning. A person would watch the clouds to see whether they were darkening and brightening or whether there was, maybe the moon was in a different phase. Our ancestors watched the stars. They watched the migrating birds. They watched the tides that would rise. A wind would blow from the south and they would turn towards it to see why that wind was blowing in that direction all of a sudden. They would notice the soil change and the seasons and they would see the plants blossom and die. They understood the cycles in this world and paid attention. In our world, we have laid over concrete and tarmac in various areas where once there were beautiful, tall redwood trees, where things glistened, where lakes ran, where streams trickled down the sides of hills, so pure that you could place your hand and drink the water without fear of pollution or death. It was said that once in California, when the Spanish arrived, there were bears huge bears all the way down the coast, that the rivers were teeming with salmon, that life was so incredible. And they came across this city and they called it the City of Angels as the women were so beautiful. Los Angeles. And as they traveled the coast, they saw incredible things and great bounties. Our lives have changed, some for the better and some for the worse. But nature has always tried to sustain harmony and balance. We're seeing that more than ever. But we are also part of nature. And we are given many gifts. We know of five senses, and we know the sixth sense may be to be psychic, but isn't there a seventh sense? A sense where all the other senses flow together in a, a very unique pattern and allow us to see beyond where we are. It's almost like when you're in the seventh sense, you're out of your body and you're experiencing so much more. This is the world that I live in. This is called frequency energy medicine. This is where I step and walk and live my life and see how the world I'm very passionate about what I do. People ask me, you know, Andre, you're a healer. Uh, so do you, what do you do? How do you do it? What is the magic behind the healing? And I'll say to them, it's actually, it's all about the smile. Do I really know what I'm doing when I'm changing the frequency? No. All I know is that when I listen to an orchestra and one instrument plays incorrectly, I hear a noise that destroys the whole orchestra. So in my life, when I meet a person, not knowing, them not knowing this, I listen to them. 
I make them have a conversation with me. I listen to what they say, what their complaints are, what their problems are. And then very carefully, I retune their orchestra. I take care of the woodwind instruments and the drums and maybe the violins and the horns. And I try to find out which instruments. It only takes one instrument, by the, by the way, in a huge orchestra, one trumpet player can destroy it one violin violinist who's not paying attention can wipe out a whole orchestra i'm listening to the very subtle vibration the frequency that they are putting out and what i try to do is realign that frequency now that makes it very difficult because they haven't got a clue often what i'm doing and I frustrate them because I don't give them the answers they want to the questions they're asking. I don't necessarily follow their rules. And as much as they try to control the situation and get me to do things, I often go in the complete opposite direction because I really care about them. And I know that their control issues in life have often been their greatest curse. And by not being controlled and not being taken over and not following their rules, I get them to look at things differently. And you know what? A miracle happens. You see, in order for us to change sometimes, we have to go through something, something traumatic. Often it's, we find we have cancer, or we break a leg, or we lose all our money, or something happens that's so fearful that it shakes us up and makes us realign in our world. Every single cell in your body is, well, your responsibility. They're looking up to you and saying, hey, Papa, hey, Mama, feed us well, take care of us. You have a huge responsibility to yourself, first of all, but you are split into three sections, your mind, your body, and your spirit. You see, your mind is an incredible thing. It's one of those things that without it, the body can't do a lot. And actually, you wouldn't be aware of your spirit. But it's not the most important thing, because without the body, the brain couldn't really live. Uh, but without the spirit, then there would be no soul, no connection, nothing greater. So this is my theory. If you practice daily taking care of your mind, your body, and your spiritual needs, you'll live a long, healthy, and happy life. If you focus on one, being too mental, too physical, or too spiritual, the others will lack, and doesn't matter how powerful you are, something will break. So what about this week focusing on three major areas? Your mind, your body and your spirit. Understanding and loving and caring those three major things in your life, just very simple things, get up in the morning and go, okay, what can I learn today? How can I clear out my hard drives? How can I get rid of all the things that clutter my brain and focus on the day? I'm going to face problems. I'm going to face difficulties. But how do I not let the problem stick in my hard drive, but just allow the beautiful programming of the beauty around me. How do I watch the hummingbird? How do I see the trees? How do I see the beauty in everything that I see? And then physically, what you put in often affects what comes out. I would suggest that you start looking at things that you know work healthily for you. Now, some people say to me, oh, Andre, does that mean I'm going to go vegan? No, it doesn't. Does that mean I'm going to give up carbohydrates? No, it doesn't. It's all about balance. But if, you, if you're gluten intolerant, intolerant, you probably don't want to eat the wheat. If you have a problem with weight or with sugar, you probably want to avoid that. 
But there's things you can do for that physical body. Just a simple walk, a stretch, a little bit of yoga, a tap on the shoulder, a dance, a little skip you can add into your walk every day. You'll make a difference. And then spirit? Well, spirit is the most neglected of all. So maybe when you get up in the morning and the mind's been taken care of and the body's been fed, you just say to your spirit, Hi, welcome. It's been a while. I want to reconnect. I'm going to sit for five minutes in calm and rediscover my heartbeat, my breath, my mind and my spirit. I'm going to honour the grace and the beauty of everything I come in contact with today. I'm actually going to be, well, grateful for life. So what happens next is two things. First of all, the brighter you burn, the more you attract the moths and the flies. But you also attract the good things as well. So you have to be very careful. If you're super happy, there's always something lurking around the corner to slap you down. Because people don't necessarily like happy people. People that are enjoying themselves, they're enjoying life when they're not so happy. So it's a secret happiness that you go out into the world and you smile and you love and you feel good about yourself. And then what you do is you prepare yourself for someone trying to snuff out your flame. And you build a bonfire inside of yourself. So it doesn't matter what happens and what's thrown at you, it's just going to burn on that fire. It's not going to put the fire out. I wonder, are you ready to discover frequency energy medicine? Because right now, we've just started this year with a calendar. And if you're open to it and you're ready to get your butt kicked at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month, and you're willing to do two workshops a month, you get a calendar for free. You just pay for two workshops and you go to my website and you can get a calendar completely free. And that calendar will help you guide and build your life to the future. You don't have to do the workshops. Shame if you didn't. But if you start to use the calendar to write down one incredible thing every day and also write in the problems and the concerns and a week or a month or a year ahead, start writing down your intentions for that month and for that year and look at and setting goals. Let's say you want to lose weight. You say at the end of the month, I'm going to lose four pounds by the end of this month. If I don't, I have to lose something. So I'm getting rid of my Game Boy, whatever it is you want to get rid of. You'll be surprised that instead of losing four, four pounds, if you're looking at yourself every week and realizing that you're gaining weight because of what you're eating and you're going to get punished at the end of the month, the punishment of your own choosing, you are going to want to lose that weight. You're going to be kept on track. It is keeping and reinforcing every single day. And the reason I created this is I'm kind of like, I'm a bit of a hippie. I kind of go off and do my own thing. I'm a bit of a freelancer in this world. And because of that, sometimes things don't get done. You know, it's that typical guy thing. You get around to it eventually. So the calendar actually gave me a chance to kind of keep me on track when I was younger. So I'm re I've originally built my own calendar and started that. Then what I did is I, as I got older, I realized I had to start scheduling and working with people and, and getting to appointments. So I created a super calendar. Not so much for putting my appointments in, but to put in the inspirations. So in amongst all the work of the day, I didn't forget how blessed I am, how incredible my life is. So when I go home at night, even after the worst day, I have to find something that's blessed to put into my calendar. I will put some of the things I need to change in there and some of the problems that I've got. But I look forward to some of the dates that are filled into my calendar of the vacations I'll be going on, to the people I'll be meeting and the places I'll be. Your calendar, your journal can be your best friend. 
and not your worst enemy. If you understand something about yourself, you'll understand that you have a frequency, a vibration. And at about 65 megahertz, which is what the standard person puts out, you're pretty much, you're doing okay. At 60, you're still doing okay. At 59, not bad. It's average, about 59 megahertz. Once you drop down to 57, we start to see a deterioration in your energy field. As your megahertz drop down to the 50s, you're getting closer to a spiritual death. Once they drop below 50, you basically, you have almost zero output and everything that is being sucked in. Often people that are depressed drop below that 50 mark and it's very, very dangerous. I like to keep myself at about 68 and I have a little frequency detector that I use that shows me what I'm putting out energetically and I'm sometimes shocked by how certain things affect me. For instance, there was one particular day that I actually worked with a client who had a number of different addictions. This lady was quite aggressive, very angry, and I just worked with her and got her to sort herself out and she was doing well. When I got back and I tested my frequency, I was 42, which is really bad. What I'd done is I'd allowed her to get to me. So very quickly, cleansed myself out, did a small meditation, went back up to 65 pretty quickly. But I wasn't even aware. I didn't feel any different. See, what happens when your energy on the outside has been affected, it takes a while for it to permeate through to you. So sometimes it's the day or the week before which is leading up to the problems you're having right now. Here is an understanding that you need to have about your energy. It can be changed. Even the most damaged, the most affected energy can be reset. For your orchestra, the beautiful music that you play. And remember, for me, as an empath, I feel the disjointedness in a person. So when I'm working with people, I'm constantly feeling when things aren't quite in tune. And people are often surprised because they don't think they have value. And yet I will work with them and help them. And they're going, why me? Why did you fix me? And I'll say to them over and over again that I didn't fix you. I just allowed you to create beautiful and incredible music. The lines are open. 818-921-3767. Hello. Hi. Can you turn your radio Hi. down? Hi. Yes. I'm going to turn down the Spotify a bit. I'm just calling in to see if perhaps I might get really lucky and have a message from my wife. I'm seeing a lady with a letter S, and I'm not sure who this yep. is. It's S. But oh, no, what's, what's your wife's name? Susan. Susan, okay. So my mistake, but I'm seeing the letter S, and I'm also seeing uh, somebody who is actually... Okay, and she's talking about, have you shaved recently? Have you done something different to your face? No, I have a beard, but I, just, I shave it every day. But, but she's, saying, she's saying there's something different about your beard. Well, it's whiter. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you trimmed it differently? Have you done something different? No, I just got a haircut, though, from one person that I've never been to before, and I'm not real happy about it, but is it'll it, grow back. Is it kind of so, short? Is it kind of short? It's a little shorter than it normally is, yes. Okay, so she's. <laughs> this is really funny because she's like, she she loves your hair, but she doesn't like it right now. 
So, and I, I, didn't I <laughs> and, and I, I don't, I don't know whether you try to trim in your beard to make it look better or make it different, but you, she doesn't like the kind of the way you're set up right now. So you need to get yourself sorted out. And she's telling me if you want to meet another woman, and by the way, you have her permission to do that. You've got to sort out, you've got to get yourself sorted out a little bit. You're kind of like, you're a little bit old-fashioned right now. You've got to get a bit more spunky. And uh, she said if she was here right now, she'd be dressing you. <laughs> oh, I would love it. Um, she's talking about your fear, though. She said there's a lot of fear around you right now. Are you more frightened of things? Are you maybe not doing as much as you once did? Uh, a bit, but I'm more frightened about going out into the world and asking someone else after a 35-year perfect marriage. Well, you know, she just she said to me, "There's no one's going to compare to her." I mean, let's let's be honest. She was perfect, um, but you might get a second best, and that's not from me. That's from her. She's got quite really? she's got quite a sense of humor, hasn't she? Oh yes, she does. She was best thing that ever happened to me. She's telling me that um, that you've become a little bit too serious, and uh, she doesn't like it. Yeah, I am. And. She said that you're kind of becoming grumpy as well. Yes, I have. <laughs> and, uh, and my daughter's will be. So, look, I'm going to pass the message on. Take this any way you want to take it. But she's just saying, get off your butt, get out there, and stop being a curmudgeon. And she didn't say curmudgeon. She used another word. I, I replaced it with that because <laughs> I can't swear over the air. But um, And she's showing yeah. she's showing me... This is going to sound really strange, but she showed me her ankles, and that means something. She just showed me her ankles. Why would she show me her ankles? Only well, probably because she had beautiful legs. Yeah, but why her ankles? She's like, if it mentioned my ankles, did you when you first met her? This is going to sound really strange. Did you fall in love with her ankles, or was, were ankles really important to you? No, I just. I saw her face and that was enough. No, 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 no. She's talking about her ankles. She's talking about those legs and those ankles. And she's saying, hey, my ankles. Talk about my ankles. Is there a funny story? or is this... we, were first, we were first dating. She broke one. And oh. I had to carry her down the flight of stairs. Okay. All right. Okay. So she's telling me things that I couldn't possibly know. But she's not giving me enough information so that we could, she's guaranteeing that who she is. And now she's telling me that, um, have you, are you worried about finances? Yes. Are you not doing enough to take care of it? Have you kind of pushed it under the table and ignoring things? Yes. Did she, did she take care of most of those things? Uh, no, I provided it, and she just I gave her whatever she needed. But did so she? I've got to work. But, I took a year off to stay with her while she was. But there. did she do like paperwork, or did she take care of some of those things? All the household paperwork, everything. She's okay. amazing. She's so, so she's telling me that you're, you, you've got to get off your butt and take care of it, that you're not taking care of these things the way they should be taken care of. And she had it really organized, and she wants you to get it back organized again. Wow, that was strong. Um, does, that make, does that make sense? It makes sense. <laughs> she's, God, she's such a bully here. Hey, okay, she's, tired. she's like got a million questions. Um, is your daughter with you? Yes. yes. One of them is, Deirdre. Okay, yes. okay. Which is the daughter that's not eating properly? Me. <laughs> probably Deirdre. That's probably Deirdre. What are you? Why are you eating? Why? Why are you taking care of yourself? I want to. I'm, I'm trying to. 
that is my resolution. Your mom is on my list. Your mom is what I need to do. <laughs> your mom's really frustrated with you. She's like, you've got a beautiful body, you've got amazing legs like me, and you're letting them fall apart. She's like, she wants you to take care of this temple, which I think is she's talking about your body. But she's like, she wants you to take care of yourself. She's really concerned about you. So I don't know what's going on, but she's she just she's really she's really concerned about your health. Okay. Have you not been um, Have you not been feeling so well recently? No, I haven't. But no, lately I've. It's funny you say that, but no, I haven't been feeling that well. That's why I wanted to put more time into going to the gym because I have a membership now. And are are you are you diabetic? No, but I, I have a asthma really bad. I I'm very asthmatic and I have a lot of food allergies that react like asthma where I can't breathe. I have a breathing issue. It's really she's telling me that your sugar's high, so I don't know whether you've eaten sugar today or whether there's an issue there. But she's saying your sugar's high. Does that make sense? Uh, that could. So yeah, because I'm not eating and I know I've been eating candy just from Christmas and. Well, do me a favor so she doesn't keep nagging me. Take care of it, okay? Because I'm going to get nagged. She's going to come back and haunt me for the rest of the week unless you start eating better. She's promising me that. I promise I will. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Fi finally, she's moving. She's starting to move out right now. But before she goes, she's showing me daffodils. I don't know why daffodils, but she's showing me daffodils. Oh, okay. What does that mean? I took flowers to her grave at the cemetery on Monday because they folks said pick them up on Friday, so I wanted them there be the whole week. Were the flowers yellow? Uh, yellow and purple. One, there was a whole a bouquet of flowers, and I think there were daffodils and daisies and several roses in it. So she's telling me she wants to pass this on and go, thank you. It meant a lot to her, and that she was by your side when you were there, and you probably felt her, but she wants you to know that that meant a lot to her. And Wow. And she's, she's starting to fade. And the final words from her right now are, you need to start dating, dating again. I mean, it's, it's not for me to say that, but she's, she wants you to start dating again. She really wants because you're, you're getting old and flabby and grumpy. And she doesn't want that. She doesn't want that. <laughs> I just, that's not me. That's not well, me. Don't take it personally. Well, I was there digging on my hands and knees, trying to get the flower thing out of the ground to find it, and I had no tools, so I kept working at it and working at it, and I did say, Susan, I'm not giving it up. I'll get these flowers in for your mom. <laughs> and I hope you hear me. I guess maybe she did. Um, you'd be surprised, but you have to understand that when a person moves on, they let go of the, the things that, that were here, and they don't need the same connections in heaven as they do on earth. So when it, when the spirit comes through and, and gives you permission to move on and to do things, you need to pay attention to it. It's it's important. They do it because they really love you, because it's 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 almost like a self sacrifice. They want you to complete a new cycle, and maybe there's a new destiny or a new reason, but you know that love will never die. It just changes over time. Yes, I'm hoping that she'll be waiting for me. That's the game goal. So. And, and young lady, you better change that diet because I'm going to get haunted. I'm just telling you. I'll come and haunt you if she haunts me. <laughs> well, I definitely will. Thank you, guys. Thank She's the most amazing woman. Thank you, Andre. Thank you so much. Oh, not at all. Thank you. Take good care, guys. You're listening to the Everyday Miracles with Andre. 
And as you can tell, that was a little bit of mediumship that just kind of popped through there. I wouldn't claim to be a true medium. It's that I pick up on the frequencies and have an open communication with those that have passed over. That includes animals as well. And for people that in recent times that have contacted me over the loss of a loved one, whether it's a furry loved one or a person that you've been married or connected to, just know there is something special out there. There's an incredible world, a world that we yet to fully understand. There is a heaven. Whether you believe it or not, there are some incredible things. So death is a journey. It's not the ending. Hello, Corley, live on air. What? You're live on air. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't expect you to pick it up. <laughs> I, can, I can hear all the, all the conversation in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Okay, I'm out. So, so It's quiet. So who am I speaking to? My name is Madeline. Hey, Madeline. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? I am delightful. Wow. Wonderful. There's a lot going on around you, and um, I don't know what you're doing or what you what your, your, your life ambition is, but I feel incredible, incredible things around you. I feel like you influence a lot of people, that you, you do wonderful things, and you, you just, there's, there's something very special about who you are. What do you do for a living? Well, I wouldn't call it for a living quite yet, but I, I'm a filmmaker, Um so, yeah, but until this point in my life that I just made my first film. But before that, I basically just raised my family and and helped with my husband's career. He's an artist. Don't tell, don't tell me too much. So. Don't, don't tell me too much. Okay. You, okay. you are an incredible person. There's so much amazement around you. The, 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 you're very controlling. You have a lot of power in the, in the world you live in. But you're extremely intuitive. Your, your children are also incredible as well. But I believe that your husband isn't just an artist. I think he, he creates. This man is a visionary. Um, his art must be very successful because there's something about him that is very, very powerful. And the way he sees the world is, is incredible as well. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, no, absolutely. And you, you, a filmmaker, producer, director, you're a very talented lady, but you must have been an actress at some point because you've got that energy around you that makes you kind of like the acting type. We, did you used to act? <laughs> yes. So yes. You, you, but by the way, I don't know whether you occasionally like to have a little uh, uh, joint now and again, a little bit of cannabis, but I can see cannabis in your bloodstream. I'm just telling you. So, and it's actually medicinal and good for you. So, uh, no complaints on this end. But I will tell. Oh, good. Let me tell. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about yourself. This is a perfect time for you to call because things are changing around you really rapidly, and you've been through a really hard time. At one point, you may have lost or pretty much almost lost everything. In the last couple of years, you've rebuilt your life. You've had to move from where you were. You've had to change your dynamics. But now you're in the perfect place. And you're, you're around vineyards, and you're around beauty, and you're around these incredible things. you found the spot where you need to be. And what I'm seeing with you right now is this film is a culmination of your life, and it's a very important thing for you to put out. 
But with your husband and with your family and with what you've got there, there's a purity and there's a beauty about this whole combination of who you are as people. And you, I absolutely adore you because I know if I was sitting down in front of you, you're going to tell me the truth. You're not going to pull any punches. You're going to be like, this is the way it is. This is the way it's done. This, you're so genuine and so real. And I think you need to be proud of what you've done as a mother and as a wife. You've held things together when they could have fallen apart. Your strength has kept everything going. You are truly an amazing woman. Thank you. And it's about time somebody gave her the honor. So I'm going to give you the gold star right now. The good mom, the good wife, the good friend, the creative person. But you've never lost your passion for the, for, for the, for the industry. You still love film. You still love to be around it. But you're not involved enough in it. You need to get down and get more involved in the film industry and, and be on the back end of things because it feeds your soul. Does that make sense? Yes. And you're also a writer as well. But you're not writing as much as you should be. But you definitely have a skill skill with writing. Yeah. And I feel like you, I know. you may have written something recently that you've not yet put out there, but it's really, really good. I think you have a screenplay sitting there that's got a really good screenplay. Okay. Now I'm like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the last but one that uh, it's just but you oh my god you just there's so much talent around you and and this husband of yours i don't know what kind of an artist he is but these colors and he must be internationally recognized there's no way that this man could just simply not be known because of what he's able to do but he wouldn't be able to do it and no disrespect to him without having someone like you in his life that, that even when he's been at the lowest points you've kept him You've kept him buoyant. You've kept him going. Mm -hmm. And now he's kind of coming back and helping you. Yeah. That's true. You are about to have an incredible 2020. But I am a little concerned about your back pain. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I, I, gosh, I hope I'm not going to get back pain. I think I'm okay. I don't really. I mean, I get tight in the shoulders and probably from stress and working on the computer but I don't fortunately really have any so, back issues I don't think of myself that way let me tell you what I'm seeing I'm seeing right down in thoracic I'm seeing a little hernia and if it's not causing pain it could cause pain now I don't know whether uh -huh. you recently have lifted something or fallen or done something but I would like to get you off to a chiropractor and get you off to someone to take a look at your back I'm not seeing uh -huh. any damage yet, but your, your, your back's out of place. And if you look down, if you stand straight and look down your hips, your right hip's slightly further forward than your left. And I think it's all to do with that thoracic. It's in the center of your back where the issues lie. And if, when you see the chiropractor and they make an adjustment, you'll be able to breathe again. You'll feel like yourself come back online. Okay. Is Christmas really important to you? Um... Yes, I, 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 I don't know. I try to make it. I think of it as everything's important to me. I don't get wrapped up in, but I enjoy it, and I. So I don't know how to answer that question. The reason I'm asking is, it feels like you've made a lot of effort this Christmas, probably more than you would normally. Yes. It just feels like you put a okay. lot, a lot more into it, 
And uh-huh. I, I think it was a really good thing to do because you've kind of let go. It's almost like all the past in the last 10 years of all the problems has gone away and everything's starting fresh. It feels really clean for 2020. Does that make any sense mm-hmm. at all? And I think your intuition, your intuition is going to get stronger, but you've got to be around the industry. You've got to spend as much time as you can around the, ta- the talent and the movies and those. It, it's just, it's who you are. I think you were kind of born into that or you grew into it, whatever, but it's definitely who you are. Okay. So that answers your question. I think um, I was, because I'm getting into festivals now and I'm getting invitations and I'm wondering how much should I invest in time and finances and traveling and all this traveling? Do I really need to go to all these places and attend all these events? And of course, if I had an unlimited budget and unlimited time, absolutely. I'd want to do it all. So I just, I want to be wise about it. You have to go to Sundance. That's the one. I see Sundance around you in Utah. I see that one very strongly and I don't know why I'm seeing it. Tickets are booked. Yeah, we're going. I'm going. Yeah, it's it's I, that one's yeah. important to you. Um, you have yeah. you have roots there. You have energy there, and it's a place where I think you can really work with the people and start to yeah. maybe build something. But that one is a really important one for you. And then the rest of it yeah. is about not what you know, but who you know. And you've got to yeah. you've got great connections, but you don't always ask those ask the right questions to those connections. In other words, you don't always ask for a favor. And maybe you should reach out to some of your connections and say, hey, I need some help right now. Would you be willing to give me a little bit of a direction? But I would, I would tell you that your, your family uh, are all makers or all doers. It's, it's just like it's, it's just an incredible family that you've got. And y- you need the credit for it because you're, you've kind of steered things in the right direction. So you're, as a woman, as a mom, as a person, and as a wife, you're pretty damn incredible, and and I'm, I, I want you to know that, and I want you to to really hear that from me. Thank you. That's the most important thing. I feel like I've been blessed talking to you tonight. So, do you have any questions before I let you go? No, I just felt led to call, and and it was that question. I just like I said, I divvying up time between family and my career and my aspirations and how much should I invest in all of that traveling being the year ahead and I guess I just have to trust my instincts as each opportunity comes up it's a a process but you have to have the belief to keep it going and uh, I think it's it's important to keep, it's a month of belief so you have to really believe in yourself but with this back issue, although it's not manifesting in pain right now Please, 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 as soon as possible, have that that okay. c- central part of your thorax looked at just in case. And I think you, once okay. you once you've had that bit of adjustment, you're going to be able to breathe much better. Okay. And one question, I do have one question. Far away. Which one again of the scripts did you get? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, the last but one. <laughs> the last but one. Yeah, the, the la- last one. The last but the one. one. The last. Last what one? The last but one. So the one before the last one. Oh, the one before the last one. Oh, boy. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, awesome. Oh, uh, well, thank you. You're a blessing to me, too. Do you have a horse? It was great. No. 
I'm seeing no. a, I'm seeing a horse with stomach problems. Does someone around you have a sto- uh, have a horse at all? Because I'm seeing. Oh, a, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing yeah, I... a brown and white horse that has a stone or something in its stomach, but it's a brown and white. I think I call them painted horses, but brown and white. Uh-huh. So I don't know what that means, but I just I could just see seeing the stomach of the horse, and I want you to pass that on. Okay. I know there's one on the way down into town. He's one of my neighbors, so yeah, just get ju- it could be the diet, but something's not quite right. So I'm going to pass that on. Okay. Thanks for talking okay. to me. Enjoy that conversation. And by the way, you're the best mom, best wife, best person on the planet right now. Officially, right now at this moment, you are. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said so. Right. Take care. <laughs> there you go. Some authority. Okay. All right, thank you so much. Have okay. a wonderful evening. Take care. God bless. Bye, Andre. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Ladies, you're incredible. The moms out there. I know we people don't, young ones don't always respect you, and sometimes we can be very difficult, but I just want to know, moms and dads, you make a difference in this world, and we don't always agree with everything you have to say. But maybe as the young people, we need to just, once in a while, just say thank you. But for a woman to stand by somebody when all is lost for a moment, when finances crash, when the economy takes over, when things aren't good, shows you the power and strength of this person. I don't know this lady. I don't know anything about her at all other than what I see. And what I see is incredible. So... I'm sure that your family, if they're listening in, are going to turn around right now and just say, hey, mom, you're amazing. And they'll understand why you're strong and why you're difficult sometimes. Because in order to keep everything together, sometimes you have to be the powerhouse at the expense of your own health. So to all those women out there that sacrifice their energy and their moments to support their children and their families and their husbands and their pets and their jobs and so on and so forth, tonight is your night. I believe in you. Now all you have to do is believe in yourself. If you have depression right now, anybody out there, anybody is suffering, anybody that's having a hard time, then it's up to you, but you could go and get one of those calendars and come and join us, or you could simply go for a walk, get help or talk. Do not be miserable in silence. Do not be afraid to speak out and say you're depressed. Get help. Don't wait for help to find you. Go out and seek it. And I guarantee that once you start to communicate how you feel, it'll help you better understand it, and it will change absolutely everything. You've been listening to Talk With Andre Broadcasting Live around the world here on the Open Mind Entertainment Network. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show, and I hope that at some point you'll take the words that I've said and you'll transcend those words into the choices and possibilities that you have. And those words are hope, happiness and healing. That you have the power to make a difference. And right now for a limited time, every month, the next three months, if you buy two classes, you get a free calendar. You can find me anywhere. I can't help everybody. But I can at least share the love. And maybe you can be the ambassador for me and right now call somebody or do something to help somebody, make somebody feel better. What about just telling somebody how much you love them and care about them and how important they are? 
Maybe it's time. Maybe the time is now. Until next week, from all of us here at the Open Mind Entertainment Network and me on Everyday Miracles, God bless you all and a very, very good night. <laughs>